That's correct. You are listening to the latest episode of Just Football, the football podcast that's going to take you everywhere from Champions League to non-league and some other places that we probably haven't even heard of yet. Um, Slightly different episode this week. We were looking to have a special guest on, but technical difficulties have paid to that. So, um, yeah, basically, I'm going to just dump Dan and Dave into it now and tell them to come up with some uh, discussion points. But but no, we've still got plenty to talk about. Um, Dan, Dave, how are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. It's a cooler day today. Yeah, that's a bit of a relief after the last few days, isn't it, of how hot it's been. It is welcome, but it's going to get hot again. Yeah, did you have that storm yesterday? I was out driving in it, and my word, yeah, that, that came down. That came down, that rain. No, um, it, it was advertised, obviously it wasn't on the forecast, and I was out in the garden waiting for it to happen. It never really, really came where I, where I was here, so it was Were quite you, happy, I Naked with your arms stretched wide. So, let's not, come on! Let's not leave that to the listener's imagination. It's probably best that <laughs> I don't answer that question. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Um, non-league pitches up and down the country will have been crying out for that, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, let's let's get stuck in. Um, we have had... Uh, there's been a few things that have happened since we've last met. So, we've had the, the Nations League. Nationally final, which I still don't actually get what that, that serves for other than another competition in between. Um, we had Italy beat Holland 3-2 to finish third. And then it was Croatia-Spain yesterday, wasn't it? And Spain, I believe, won on penalties. So congrats to Spain. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch them. I mean, even when England went got to the final last time around, I didn't watch it. No <laughs> interest. It's really weird. The, yeah. the Nations League, it just feels like a pre-season, one of those pre-season tournaments, doesn't it, to, to me? Like, I find it really hard to get up for international friendlies, but this feels even worse. I I, I don't know. I find it hard to be, be interested in it. Like you said, even when England were in the final, I was like, uh, so, kind of... It's, it's an odd competition in that, like I said, yeah, I still don't know what purpose it serves. Um, and the fact it's happening during the qualifiers... Uh, for the for, uh, for the next um, uh, what is it the the Euros? Yeah, it feels bizarre as well because these teams now are a couple of games behind in 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 those games. Yeah. I, I I think it's to get more competitive games. But do do you think that you know if England were to win it, just obviously they didn't qualify for the final this year. But if they were to win it at some point, would that qualify as a major tournament and people would not? you know, count back to the 66 World Cup. Like, I don't feel like it should replicate a major trophy. If I was to equate it to a Premier League or the Premier League, Charity Shield maybe. Yeah. That's sort of equivalent. It's a trophy, but it only really matters if you win it. But even if you win it, (laughs) you you don't care. You only count it as a major trophy when you win it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But but do the winners... No, the winners can't automatically go into... The Euros, right? There was there was something about that, wasn't there? The first, well, I don't know if that's still the case, but the first year there was something weird with the qualifying to the next major tournament. I don't know quite know what it was. And 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 I get Dave absolutely. I get that because it'll probably be something we come on to shortly. I get what you mean about the competitive matches, but it's now happening during a time when they should be competing 
for qualification. So, for example, I mean, on, on my part, really pleased. You know, I know it's third place, but it's good to see Italy again up there in terms of the the the, the, the final three for this tournament compared to, you know, the fact they didn't qualify for the World Cup. But now they're a couple of games behind in the qualifying for the Euros, which, you know, they've been notoriously slow in qualifying in, in recent tournaments as well. So it's like, what effect's that going to have? So it's great mm. for them they finished third. Yeah. It's also it's it's also, during the qualifying campaigns. It's also a weird time of year as well. And I know there was qualifiers as as well, but you know, it's just these finals are just happening just as the season's finishing. So there's probably is people are getting a little bit of football fatigue, um, and probably would welcome a break, and all of a sudden there's a, a tournament finals going on. And I reckon that's probably the same for the players as well. Players have just come down from the end of season and they're straight into this. I would say competitive match in inverted commas. It just feels a bit, a bit odd. Yeah, it does. And then I think in a few weeks' time they're starting pre-season again. Yeah, they'd probably no. rather have a holiday, wouldn't they? I, I think so. I know we might complain that say play, footballers have a lot of downtime. Yeah, uh, they are going all year round pretty much now. Yeah, but then again, Not so am I. Yeah. <laughs> my job, I go all year round, but you know, well, no one plus there. Obligatory pre-season <laughs> tournament of Australia or America or something. So it's, yeah. it's, it is non-stop now, isn't it? It's. Do you, do you think it'll be Saudi Arabia next? We'll also come on to that, I think. But I, <laughs> I can, I can absolutely see that being um, potentially the next destination. Um, okay, so we've done that very quickly. Also, I think it must have just finished a little while ago. The Concacaf Nations League also finished. So. That was USA beating Canada 2-0 in the final. Um, I wonder what the rivalry for that is like, or if there's a rivalry. Good question. I've, I've no idea. Probably not Probably not so much a football, because Canada's not really a football nation, is it? It's more hockey, isn't it? I wonder if there's like an ice hockey rivalry when it comes, comes to those two nations. I bet there probably is a little bit, isn't there? But probably... I wonder if that's the sort of game if you asked the majority of Canadians and Americans whether they knew it was going on, whether they would actually know. I think yeah. you you might be surprised. You reckon? Uh, Canada have got some really good players. Jonathan David, for example. Yeah, but it doesn't mean their fan base follows it. It's... Let's find a Canadian. Get them <laughs> on this pod. <laughs> that's it. And... Well, it'd be interesting because obviously the next World Cup is in America and Canada. Um, with a good few games being in Canada, but be interesting to know if Canadians are generally aware it's it's happening because it's such well, a big nation as well. One of my planned features is to cover off the MLS. Yeah, the M- MLS, so Major League Soccer, does include Canadian teams. Yeah, it does, yeah. I think it's got three. So there must be some interest yeah. somewhere. We'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> we will yeah. find it. <laughs> I think I mean yeah the Canada aspect is one I don't really know I mean I know football is is becoming I think it is becoming more popular isn't it and has has been and is is, is fairly popular now in the states and and I think even you know the women's team there haven't been so successful as well let's help that but yeah Canada and we'll come over to you um if if you invite us over, we'll, if if there's someone listening or a radio station in Canada wants to teach us or tell us about Can- Canadian football, um, just football is for hire. <laughs> so. Just because just you mentioned the US women teams, and they have historically been a very good football team, haven't they? 
But did you see they won the last three Women's World Cups? But did you see they played Wrexham in a pre-season friendly a couple of weeks ago? I did, yes. Yeah, I was was quite. I don't know if I. I feel. I feel a bit surprised at the scoreline. Like, and maybe it wasn't even a Wrexham first Wrexham eleven, was it? I think it was some of the like older players and. Maybe even past players, I think. Oh, really? Because for anyone listening who doesn't know the score, I think Wrexham won 12 0, didn't they? But they, they got ahead quite quickly. And I yeah. almost think it's a little bit of a shame that that happened. I think yeah. it, there's always going to be differences in terms of physicality. Yeah. You know, strength, speed, that's because, you know, males do tend to be stronger than females. Um, I also think because I've played against a women's team before, yeah. only five aside, and it's really awkward. You have that thing where she should I slide tackle, can I shoulder charge, that sort of thing. Obviously, yeah. if it's if it's a competitive match, you should or shouldn't you? But ultimately, you're you're there to win. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? I, yeah, I just I just think it's a shame that the scoreline was like that because it could have been a bit of an advert, couldn't it? Um, but I mean, think, yeah, how competitive was it really? Probably, probably not competitive at all. I think it was probably just a bit of joke and a laugh. But um... it's, yeah, like I said, though, it's got because you know what the headlines and all the TikTok videos will be be saying after it. So you know, is it? How damaging potential? Well, how da- do you know? I don't think it is going to be damaging now because, like we we've been saying, the leagues, especially over here, are getting so much stronger. Um, you know, we would have said back in the day, it's tomorrow's uh, chip shop paper, right? I think it's it's gonna it's gonna have gone, it's fleeted. You know, it's uh, it was it was all over social media for that weekend. I think that yeah. week. Yeah, um, you're right. I think it probably will be forgotten about because it wasn't much hype. It wasn't hyped up beforehand, was it? Yeah. Absolutely yeah, not. Be... Go on, Dad. No, no, sorry, Dave, because I was going to move well, I was on. Gonna say, one of my other features I want to do is about the Women's World Cup, and in particular, 1991, when it was when the women played for the uh, M and M's Cup, not the Women's World Cup, the M and M's Cup. Yeah. As in the sweet, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to that feature. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, <Yeah. laughs> when the World Cup itself starts, maybe we could do a little countdown or or little features in between on that. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, just to sum up, yeah. So, if if you're in Canada or you're Canadian, listen to this. Yeah, get in touch. We'll have you on. You can tell us all all about how how the oh, football's it's going. Over like there. We were inviting ourselves over to them. Is that was that not what we were doing? Well, you know, I I, I do want to do that as well, but I can't be too <laughs> forward. I, I don't want to stop people coming forward if they think they're going to house us. So, you know, but 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 we're 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 up for that if if you do. Um, okay. Well, we've got qualifiers. We, we mentioned it. So we've got the Euro 2024 qualifiers. So, yeah, I think we had a bit of a discussion on um, on WhatsApp, didn't we? And this discussion comes around every time there's a qualifier because England played, who was it, Malta 1-4-0? 4-0, yeah. 4-0. Um, got North Macedonia tonight at the time of recording. And it just seems to be the same thing again that... You know, England's group, and well, you can't say the group because England are, yeah, obviously good side, but they waltz through qualifying, but they don't ever seem to have a difficult match. And and it's you can only play what's in front of you, and this is the way. Well, we have played Italy, haven't we? In this in this group, so it's very rare to have a nation like Italy in the in the same group as ours. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's probably more about how poorly Italy have been doing in qualifying rather than... I you don't want to say it. <laughs> no, it's fair, no, it's fair enough. I mean, Italy's an unusual case anyway. We should probably do... I could probably do a feature on that, you know, going from Euro champions to, to not qualifying. Um, but do we... do? The, the, the time old question is, do we do something with qualifying? But then if you do, you're then saying, right, there's a two, three, four tier system in in Europe. And you're then denying teams a chance of playing at Wembley and, and against England. So what's, what's your thoughts on the whole qualifying as it stands? Well, I don't know about as it stands, we'll come on to that. But I feel like something has changed in qualifiers and just the standard. Whether it is because maybe England have got a bit no, I wouldn't say they've even got a bit better, but I remember qualifiers growing up and the group wasn't decided before it started like like it is now. And I remember when we had to play Italy and get a draw um, in Italy to, to get into the World Cup. And I remember, you know, games which felt really competitive and really exciting that you would look forward to. But I can't think of a, the qualifying game that I've looked forward to lately. And yeah, yeah. I must admit that England game played Malta uh, and I, I watched the second half of it, but I'm not convinced I knew they were playing up until the day because I, I don't even think they advertised <laughs> the same way as, as they were. There wasn't any build-up. I didn't realise that game was going on. It was, it was, was. There was no hype around it. it. Yeah, it was no... And I don't know if that's changed, but there's just... And obviously there's no... I don't feel there's ever really any danger of us losing to a nation like Malta, but I just... Oh, yeah, there was just something... If I hadn't switched on the telly, I don't think I would have even known it had happened until you know I looked at it on BBC News or BBC Sport and, and realised. So something has changed. But I'm not even sure if changing the format works because I think this is the same with England friendlies at the moment as well. There's, there's something about the international game and whether it's the surgence of club football and how we follow club football has just gone up so much that following the international game has just gone down as a result. I don't know if that has something to do with it either. I think there's quite a few things here. So playing Malta, no disrespect to them, but they're not very good. Uh, they're really low-ranked uh, FIFA nation. It's not a competition. It really, it's like Premier League going to play non-league or even lower. Yeah, but what's what's the di- so sorry and to interrupt, but what's the difference between that and just say we get to a World Cup and we end up playing New Zealand as as an example? And they've qualified for World Cup before. New Zealand aren't a good football nation, but that game is suddenly exciting because it's in a tournament. Why why is that different to playing Malta in a qualifier? I think because it's the World Cup for one thing. So the World yeah. Cup is meant to be the pinnacle sort of tournament for men's football. Qualifying, if you're playing. We played San Marino many, many times. Yeah. You, you know pretty much you're going to win by four, five, six, seven goals. It's not competition. How, how, do, they, how do those from San Marino feel getting battered every single international match? Yeah. Are they better off playing uh, against those who are similar to them? So San Marino, Andorra, Malta. Gibraltar. Gibraltar, yeah. So these sort of it's great that they're there, but it's not great that they're getting battered. That's going to be demoralising, unless you, you get to play against the famous players. Yeah, sorry, just going back to what Dan said. I think facing a team like say New Zealand in the World Cup is different because it is in the tournament, and 
upsets can happen and you do cheer on uh, David in those matches if you're if you're a neutral whereas in the qualifier it qualifier just feels like um what's the polite way of putting this now it just feels like a formality doesn't it, it be, because nobody really does the, the world's attention isn't on that it is just the fans of those two teams you know the likelihood of an upset isn't there but in a tournament there's nerves there's crowds getting behind other teams and the upsets can and do happen um so do we think then that if we did away with seeding in qualifying that could help um yeah, so you could then you, you you risk putting all the good nations in the same pot don't you is that is that what you mean and you could end up with Malta winning, winning the group because they've been drawn in with like Gibraltar San Marino and all the other lower down nations maybe you, you use the nation the league actually you use a nation league where you have promotion and relegation and if you're in a certain league or tier then you qualify for the the world cup or euros See, that's what the Davis Cup does in tennis. You have to be in like the world group to be in like the final knockout and you have to qualify and you have playoffs to get into that world group. Maybe something a bit more like that. My other issue is the, the style of football that England play. It's almost a bit turgid. It's not good to watch. Uh, I kind of feel that is... Obviously brought about by Gareth Southgate. He, I think he likes that safe style of football. And it's just not entertaining to watch. Maybe because I've been fortunate where I've got a club who I can watch entertaining football with. Who's that? I, I'm not going to name that club. <laughs> I don't wish to upset people or offend anyone on this podcast or any listeners. But I get to watch entertaining football. With England, I don't get that. Even though... The players represented my club play for England. It's, it's just think, not the same. Do you think there's an element of uh, the players not caring as much because now there's this bigger thing about playing club football for big clubs? You know, you know, you take Jack Grealish as an example, and John Stones and Kyle Walker leading up to that England match for the last few weeks. That England game has been bottom of their priority list because they've been fighting club football. They've just had this massive high of, of winning the treble. Now they're playing for England. I, I, I'm not sure I would care that much. You know, I'd obviously still want to win, but all my energy is now burnt out from the last few weeks of, of trying to win club football. Too much celebrating. They <laughs> 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 had a right to celebrate. I think. But <laughs> I think it's the same of all players. I just, I don't think there's that. It, it doesn't feel like that's the pinnacle of a player's career anymore. So the would you career was playing Champions League? Would you feel more pride playing for your club or your country? I think it, it should depends. be country. It should I think be it should country. be country. Should and be, I, think, yeah. I think when we were growing up, it always felt like country. But now I think it's gone a little bit to I want to play for a club in the Champions League. I think that's the pinnacle. Or a club in Saudi Arabia. Or a club in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, all the money, all the money now is in is in the, in the league football, right? If you if you're playing in one of the top four teams in the Premier League or uh, La Liga, and you are in the Champions League, all the focus, all the all the media, all the contracts and bonuses. I think, I think what Dan's saying is right. I think playing. I, I still think there's going to be an element of pride, especially for the players who get their first cap or they're playing at maybe one of the quote not big teams. 
if, if you know, because Southgate has done some attempt to bring players in like that. Um, mm. So I think there's an element of pride there. I just don't think it's a be or end all anymore because uh, you know they'll lose, they'll get knocked out of that tournament, but it's fine because they're going for the treble again next year. Or, or their, their bonuses and their adverts are coming from the fact that they play for Tottenham, Arsenal, City, Barcelona, Bayern. Here's a question then: How do you think the perception changes when the national anthems are played? Do you think the sort of the pride and nationalism kicks in? No, think for fans, I, I think I think for fans, yeah, I don't think it changed on the pitch. I think fans love it. I I think I'm not so sure about fans either. I I think for England football at the moment, I think people only really get passionate players and fans is when we hit a tournament. I think we're two years in between the tournaments. I don't. I think we're in a bit of a lull, and then we kind of pipe up a bit when it gets to those tournaments. You know, there, there should be, you know, when England are playing Italy in these qualifiers, as an example, there should be a massive, oh my God, we're playing Italy, this great football nation. But I think that event will come and come and go and, and pass us by, regardless of what the result is. So to but remind I, you, it's in October. It's, it's in October. <laughs> we can review, review this statement in October. Oh, we will. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I still think for the for the games like that, I think, say that, you know, for for an England, Italy, England, Germany, England, France, if it was in qualifiers, I think people would still be up for that. But then that just really speaks volumes then that that would be the only game that people would look forward to. And, yeah. and the, the question I've got then as well is, do, do you think, do we think that the qualifying for tournaments has had a, a negative impact on England in terms of when they get to finals because maybe they've walked through. I mean, it's very rare England don't finish qualifying with without maximum points, right? What would yeah. you argue that's the same for all European, all the bigger European teams? It, it would be it would be interesting to find out what other nations feel feel about this. Whether they feel that you know qualifiers and friendlies are an anti-climax, or whether they really get behind their their club and nation, it would be interesting to see that difference, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I just would. say think that going back to Dave though, I think there is, the difference being is I think England seem to only really play one way, and that's fast attack, like almost like a Premier League side, whereas I think other other teams can often adapt. And and I think that that I think I think England I think if they were playing the the the, the so called big teams more regularly, I think there's that element of learning and adapting to 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 playing how sort of like a Spain may change a game or an Italy may sort of uh, adapt their game. Although you've got no problem beating in Italy at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, 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 just I do, I do wonder if there is an element of the confidence going into it, having smashed qualifying, and and I think even in the Euros, the last Euros, they that there was a favourable running up 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 till sort. Of, I think the first difficult game was against Germany, who, to be fair, England dispatched two 0 I think in the the round of sixteen. Yeah, but then again, it wasn't. I think it wasn't up until the final where. You know, where there was a team that you could probably argue would give them the competition. That's, that's, that's that part's the secondary problem that you just mentioned about having favourable run-ins at the actual tournament. Is we're getting to a point now where there's so many teams in the tournament and so many more people yeah. qualify. So qualifying becomes easier. The first half of the tournament becomes easier. 
and it feels like we're just moving the problem from the qualifiers to, to the tournament. It's, is there too much football? Yeah, dare I say it? Well, it, it hasn't. Isn't the World Cup next year going to be something with? At the moment, it has thirty-two teams in it. It's going to have even more next tournament, isn't it? Sixty-four in, the, in yeah. US, Canada, and Mexico. Like, but, that's the, like, you know, for us to fail to qualify for a sixty-four team tournament, like that would be world ending. We just, it's just isn't it? It's just a waste of time. I think, isn't it more, though, that they're expanding the countries from the other areas, I think? I hope so. <laughs> so I don't think it's just more that it's that there'll be more European teams, although there may be, but I think it's potentially they're expanding more from the other uh, areas, other associations. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I just always think it's a difficult one because you wouldn't say, you know, look, we, we talk about the romance of the FA Cup. When it comes to the FA Cup, we don't say, oh, you know, the... Premier League teams who always get an easy result. We, we say it's a romance of the FA Cup because there's a chance a non-league yeah. side could, could do it. But when it comes to qualifying for tournaments, we we look at it quite negatively. But yeah, it feels like there's a whole whole combination of things. And I honestly do think um, whether the pride or the whether the the focus is there in national games anymore, I don't know. I'm just going to correct myself. It's 48 teams, not 64, but it's still an increase from 32. Yeah. yeah. I'd still like to hope we qualify for a 48 team tournament as well. <laughs> <laughs> my, my statement still stands. If we, if we look at it, it's, it's weird because, like, you know, you mentioned there, do we need to change qualifying? And probably it needs to be looked at and rethought. But we're looking at changing the World Cup format and how the, how the tournament is run, where I don't see the World Cup format of a tournament being a problem. It's you know produced some exciting football. Qatar was yeah. a success. The tournament was good. So why look at changing it? And I think I think they've retracted the plans, the original plans they were going to do. But maybe they should look at qualifying and rethink how they do that to try and boost some excitement about it. Well, the the, the answer is money. Yeah, and that's what FIFA is driven by. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess it's, it's, there's no easy answer because, like I said, at the moment for me, it's like, what's the point of England being in the qualifying group? Just just put them into the draw already. But then you can't say, right, you've got to qualify and you, and you don't. But I honestly don't see what what England get from the qualifying campaigns. If you if you did it in a similar way to, to tennis and the Davis Cup, um, where you have a world group. So, for example, just I'm I'm not picking on Italy, but just because Italy haven't qualified, mm. right? What what would happen in tennis is Italy would then have to now go into a playoff to defend their right to qualify again. If that makes sense, so they might have to play a nation like I don't know, like Malta, who who may have done well, and then they have a playoff to see if Italy go backwards into the, the I don't know what stage they call it, but a pre qualifying stage or forwards back into the world group. And then if you yeah, actually depend on your right to be there, I wonder if that would generate some exciting games. I don't know. I don't know if I kind of agree with that because I think everyone should be able, everyone should be able to qualify. I'm thinking more whether it's, you know, if we say I don't know, I can't remember now how many teams we have from Europe. But say say we have ten teams from Europe going. Why don't we just say the top five ranked teams in in Europe? Automatically, you're in the World Cup and qualifies for the, the remaining five. 
Yeah, I think uh, I would watch. You're, you're building this kind of elite against non-elite thing, but I'm just thinking, would that then potentially, or like I said, get, do that and get rid of seeding? So you could you could have imagine if you got a group of Germany, France, England, Spain, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, go back to what Dave said. I don't think FIFA would be happy that three of those or two of those teams wouldn't be in in the World Cup. Yeah, I quite like I quite like the idea of seeding. For automatic qualification, I love I think, the, uh, the world group approach. Sorry, Dave. I love the world group approach. Yeah. Into qualifying promotion, promotion and relegation, I think it would be a good thing. Yeah. But but maybe you could do if you did the top five teams from each area. Say you could then put them into a nations league of sorts, and that is a trophy that then gets and then people, because they still need to play the games, right? And people would all would probably care a bit more. As well, because that, that would be their football, because they wouldn't have the qualifiers. You know, they could focus on being part of this five team group, similar to how the Six Nations works in rugby, I guess. Yeah. You know, make it more competitive. Because you could have England playing Argentina in a tournament before the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, again, we've come up with some brilliant ideas here. Let's put them forward and see if we can get them implemented. Let's have a chat with Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, where where do we want to go next? I'm just thinking. I did want to potentially talk about some transfer stuff. Um, how are you both fix for time? Yeah, uh, yeah. let's, let's go for it. Okay, so transfer stuff then. So, um, not much is going on at the moment um, in terms of huge moves. I know there's been it's, there's a lot of teams keeping players. I, I know Arsenal is trying are trying to keep their better players or some of their squad on longer contracts. So we've seen what was it, Saliba and Saka. Is that right? Uh, so, Saka recently signed. Martinelli signed. Martinelli, sorry, ago. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Magalhaes, he signed. Yeah. Odegaard, they're looking at new contract. Saliba, we believe it's been signed. Saliba's the biggest one for me. Yeah. Brilliant from, player. From a, from a Spurs perspective, we've, we're definitely keeping Kulisevsky. Um on a weird, I, 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 we need to do a thing about how transfers done because that's over a six years. It's going to be paid over six years, right? And it's like we're talking <laughs> what twenty five mil. Um, the, the the excitement for me is obviously we've got Costa Coglu coming. There's talk about getting a new keeper, Raya from Brentford, who I'd, I'd be quite happy if we got him. Um, but there's been nothing really big in terms at the moment. So I know the Declan Rice saga is ongoing. Yeah, Arsenal had a bid turned down. I think they'll go in for a second and I think they'll be fine from there. Which always makes me laugh when these teams go in for a, a bid that they know is going to be rejected. It's like... Well, I guess if if a club has an asking price, you wouldn't... Is It's like negotiating for a car. You don't go in for the full price of the car. You, you'll go with a... You try and undercut and get a better deal. Yeah, I, I just... I'm always getting fed up. So I did see a tweet. Somebody said... Um, the, the, the one thing about... Chelsea, why they, they haven't had the great season, but they just go get deals done. I just wish even Tottenham were a team where we just got deals done. We're haggling sometimes over five million, right? which I'm not saying isn't a lot of money, but in football terms, five million is five million is peanuts, isn't it? To these teams, I think if you look at the Kulisevsky, where you're paying it over a period of time, that frees up your money for other players, but yeah, also helps true. you with FFP. That's true. Like, I, That's I true. think what's that? What's rare, FFP? What's FFP? Hey? <laughs> It's very rare. Does it that, yeah, 
it is rare that clubs will pay the full price straight out for a player. It will yeah. be done in installments or there'll be clauses and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But Rice is going to be the one at the moment, in this country anyway, isn't it, to, to watch for, to look out for. Rice and Kai Havertz is on the move. Yeah. Um, also, big the, the big transfer recently was Bellingham has gone to Madrid, hasn't he? Yeah, that was yes. a bit of a blue, wasn't it? Because it was talked about him going to Liverpool for that time. Yeah, personally, I think fair play to him. I think that's the right move. I would have gone to Madrid personally. I think we mentioned here before, or I've definitely said to, to one of you, a move to England will always be there for him. Always. Yeah. But I, the chance I, to go to Madrid at that age. For for an England as an England fan, I think it's quite a good move. I always have this worry that when big English players move, and I, there hasn't really been many of them, right? But sometimes when big English players move to a Premiership club, they sometimes get watered down a little bit and not as good. And I think of Jaden Sancho in that position. You know, at Dortmund was was really really good. Comes to, comes to Man United is now not as good. It put. It probably doesn't really happen often, but I just had fears that Bellingham would be the same. I think there's a huge talent in there and I was worried about him coming to an English club. I think it'll be fine. Real Madrid will be very good next season. So they've obviously got Bellingham. They've got uh, Camavinga and Chiuameni. Both, well, Chiuameni and Camavinga, also very young midfielders. I think they'll be very dynamic. So team to watch out for. They've got a couple of players, I think, that are very close to signing as well. Um, but yeah, what was weird, I, I, I messaged you both yesterday, though. The weird thing is um, potentially Ancelotti going to Brazil, the Brazil side, which, yeah, that feels like that's come out of the blue to me, to me anyway. Yeah, you know, there's been no talks of that link for ages. I, yeah, or ever. I, yeah, it was news to me when you texted me yesterday because there was literally no pre talk about that at all, was there? Yeah, just weird. I think, but the other weird thing is Ruben Neves. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's coming on to that. Go on, Well, he's moving to Saudi Arabia. Is it Al Hilal? I think he's uh, 40, forty-seven yeah. million pounds. Also, they own Newcastle United as well. I think it's. I wonder if they're trying to do the live golf approach. Mm. Maybe. Uh, takes some Premier League players. I know there's talk of Thomas Party and Saudi Arabia as well. Okay. It's just weird. I, I've i got so many thoughts and opinions on it, but I know we're limited for time. I, I, I think I said to you both yesterday, um, Saudi Arabia is going to be an interesting one because we've seen it with America in the past. We've seen it with China we were discussing beforehand but I feel both those countries were buying players pretty much at the end of their career mm. so 30 plus 30, 32 plus um, this never signing feels quite like a shock because he's only 26 so he's not even he's not even in his prime I'd say yet is he um, so I'm wondering, and there, yeah, the rumours are that there, there's a few Chelsea players that they're after. So I think Mendy, I think, has been signed today, the keeper. Um, I think okay. he's definitely signed. I think they're after Koulibaly, one of the teams. And I think, that yeah, they were saying there's potentially two or three other players. So 
if we see a tactic where they're going for young players and and it was something i was thinking yesterday why wouldn't they maybe even look at maybe some championship players because it's about bringing the standard of that league up making it competitive so you could imagine if you were like playing in a in a championship academy side or even at i don't know um a Watford or a Brighton reserve team, you're, you're good enough, but you're not necessarily breaking the first team. And you're offered even, I say even just, like 5 million a year or, te- or 10 million a year. Some of these players probably aren't anywhere near that. So you'd go over. But is that going to in cause a ripple effect of potentially bringing the standard up a bit and making it more attractive? I think it's going to be, Difficult to disrupt the existing, I suppose, European powers. Spain, England, Italy, Germany. Because they Spain, haven't got... I think money talks. It, it does, but there's no history. There's no fan base. I mean, at the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't see myself supporting Al-Hilal, for example. Is that I can't... I don't know what the right word is, but it's not my club. I've well, there's only one there's only one club I support. I don't have a portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to you down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find it very difficult to support something a brand new club that's got no identity, that's not local to me, it doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, and the, the players moving there, I think it is money and not competition. Nevers has come out and said, I want to play Champions League. That's why I'm leaving Wolves. Next thing you know, he's on on the flight to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's definitely money. At at this stage, it's absolutely money. And I think, like I said to you, if if any of us were offered that money, I mean, he's going, I think it's a three-year deal. So even if he's just there for two years, he's going to earn, he's he's going to earn close to, well, I can't remember if I read the contract right, but he, he could potentially earn like 80 mil. No, you've read the contract. To, well, uh, the details. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm his agent, by the way. Yeah, and and I think and I think that's what's also going to happen. Oh yeah, the agents obviously of these players are going to take a nice cut. So they'll be probably saying, you know, look, go over there. It's a, it's the next emerging league. It's going to be great. I want my ten yeah. percent. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to from Saudi Arabia wants to sponsor this podcast, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Uh, yeah. We'll consider it. I think it's a watcher's space, definitely, isn't it? I think this, um, I think this, well, maybe not even this season. I think, like I said, Nevers feels like an outlier. Um, maybe at the end of the window, maybe next summer, I think will be where, where they've had a full season with these because we've had Ronaldo go over there. Um, shame, well, it would have been interesting if Messi had gone there, but he's, he's chosen the States. So, yeah. Right. Should we do quiz? Is it quiz time, or is let's, there anything else? Oh, sorry, no, Dan, no. Dan had Ooh. the biggest headline of the weekend. Sorry, we went through oh, that. Yeah, this should have been right at yeah. the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, sorry. Yeah, no, that's my fault. We should have done that at the top. So yeah, Dan got breaking news from this weekend. <laughs> breaking news. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's about this is just a Father's Day moment because obviously it was Father's Day this weekend. Uh, my son, who's seven years old, was was playing in a football tournament. Now, my son is probably he is not as quick as some of the other kids. So, and you know what it's like seven-year-olds playing football. They just all chase a football around. Um, sure. You know, 10 people, like, the ball's just a nucleus, isn't it, for a group of people as, as they charge around <laughs> yeah. the pitch. 
So it's always good. But he was playing in a football tournament. His team, unfortunately, didn't do particularly well. But he somehow found himself one-on-one with a goalkeeper and he put the ball in the net. And I've never seen my son so excited about scoring a goal. (laughs) And he looked over at me and he beamed with pride about what he'd just done. Um, Because he'd wrestled kind of a defender off him and then from the edge of the area, and when I say the area, the area is obviously smaller, um, he he put the ball in the net. And um, I would put it up there as one of my top three dad moments. Um, yeah, awesome. it's, it's pretty, pretty, he that scored goals amazing. before, but they tend to be scrappy, as in I've tackled the goalkeeper and it's bounced off my leg and gone into the net. But this was this was a proper goal. Um, so awesome. yes, yeah, a, a pretty special. Well played. That's well, amazing. Although for, well, for the listeners, you can see that when you said he wrestled a player off, you were actually motioning with your elbow. So was it? <laughs> did he fail? Yeah. Was that a sure yeah, shit? Yeah, well, we far have overruled it. <laughs> No VAR at this level, and there was no lines drawn across the pitch, so offside is still a bit of a mystery. Um, but yeah, he didn't. No, well well he, done, though. Well done. He was shoulder to shoulder to a player, if anyone asks. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a good moment. Oh, well played, well played. Um, okay, Dave, over to you for the quiz. Thank you very much. I've got three quizzes to choose from. So Dan P, yeah, <laughs> Dan P, there's, the numbers are going to be two, three, and four for the quizzes because we've already done okay. my first one, which was guess the player. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the quizzes, what the numbers are, but the quizzes will be chosen at random. Okay, so just two, three, or four. Um, two, three, or four. That'll be the quiz. Okay, so... Italy have played two qualifying games. Uh, they're going to be two games behind England tonight. Two times two is and four. So let's go for four. Number four. <laughs> let's go for four. Dan, you've won this week's quiz. <laughs> yes. I wish, I'm Dan. I'm wish Dan. Sure I'm not sure what's happened. <laughs> okay, so this week we are going to be doing it based on Premier League, but on kit manufacturers. <laughs> Oh, dude. Sorry, I'm looking forward to this. So th- this is based on the re- uh, the season just gone, so uh, it doesn't include the, the, the clubs coming up, like Luton, for example. Okay. Let's uh, put me seconds. Going to put everything in order. Right, Dan S. Would you like to pick a number for me, please? Can I pick a team? I'd rather pick a team. Let's yeah. pick a number. Okay, um, I'll go number five, please. Oh, it's the same format as always. By the way, penalty, uh, penalty shootout. Yeah. Number five. This, yeah. this is a doozy. Tottenham Hotspur. Really? Is that the one? Yeah, really, that's number five. Yeah. Do you know what? I was just thinking before you said it. I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure, and I've got their shirts upstairs. I think it's Nike, isn't it? Is the right answer? Yes. Let's go for eight. Number eight. Oh, let's just change my order. Give me a second. Hey, it feels like eight. there's some shenanigans going on here. <laughs> That's right. Number eight, Brentford. I honestly don't know. It's um. Let's go for uh. Let's go for Adidas. Is the wrong answer. Thanks for listening to Just Umbro. 
If you enjoyed this show, well, please subscribe. Help, there are only a few kit manufacturers, so I'm quite happy to Twitter share them and you just can get from those. Pod as well. no, or contact no, us through email. Fine, it's fine. Or just yeah, listen to listen to gmail.com. Let's go number 20. We'll be back next time with more football number 20. Southampton. then, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball. You're still one up, Dan P. You get to choose. Uh, what was that? 20, did you say? Yeah. It was 20, yeah. Uh, let's do 18. 18. Newcastle United. This feels like I should know this one. This should be one of the big ones. Um, no, I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying Adidas for the ones I don't know. Is the wrong answer? That is, do you think you know it? I think it's Castor, isn't it? It is Castor, yeah. How do you know that one? <laughs> it's because my nephew's a Newcastle fan, and he every time I see him, he's wearing one of their kits. Um, Actually, and I, yeah, we should, we should tell the funny story about Dan's WhatsApp picture going to uh, we haven't got We haven't got well on time constraints. <laughs> right, okay, next one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got that. No way. Yeah. That is. Um, let's go 15. Number 15, Everton. Ah. Oh. Let's go. I think we're going to again. It's the wrong answer. <sighs> Dan P, any ideas? Uh, I say it's say not Adidas. Adidas. It's not Adidas. <laughs> no. It's Hummel. Oh. Okay. Dan P, um, over to you. 16. Number 16, Brighton and Hove Albion. Okay, Brighton and Hove Albion, I'm going to say is one of either, um, I was saying, I'm going to go for Umbro. The wrong answer. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer was Nike. Let's go number one. Manchester United. Oh my god! It's ridiculous. I can picture the shirt sponsor on the front, but not who it's made by. That's because that was your quiz. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that is true. Uh, let's go Adidas. Is the right answer? Yes. Sorry, again. I'll take the damn E approach and just say, if you do not know, say Adidas. I just flung my pen across the room then. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, he's won then, isn't he? Uh, so Dan is 2 0 up. There's two two to go. Oh, two to go. All right, yeah, because, yeah, all right, I've got form for turning it around. So that's how it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, sorry, you need a number, don't you? Uh, Ew. 19. No, 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 19. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say it because we've only had one. Let's go for Nike. Is the wrong answer. Thanks, it? Please say it's Adidas. <laughs> it's not Adidas. Oh. It was, uh, it's Macron. 
Oh, wouldn't it go there? Well done, Dan. There was a, Dave, is there any um, clothing names we didn't mention? Or read out who we're naming the manufacturers are? Yes, yeah, so we'll go club alphabetical order. Is that yeah. the order of my list? Yeah. So Arsenal's Adidas. Aston Villa's Castore. Yeah. Bournemouth Umbro. Chelsea is Nike. Fulham, Leeds, and Leicester City are Adidas. Liverpool, Nike. Manchester City, Puma. Nottingham Forest, Macron. West Ham United, Umbro. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Castori. Okay. There's more Castori there than I realised. I only thought it was Newcastle, but it's quite interesting. I'd not, I'd not heard of them or Macron before, actually. Yeah, Castori also, um, also sponsor Mike, um, Michael Owen, not Michael Owen, Andy Murray. I don't know how I got those two names uh, mixed up. <laughs> But yeah, they sponsor him as well. And that oh. concludes the, the quiz for six. Well done, Dan S. Thank you. Yeah, well Stampede. Yeah, well done, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, kind of like England facing Malta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to win one of these. I am going to win one of these. Um, <laughs> just, I just don't know what the topic needs to be. Um I have actually, I, I should mention it now. I, I did have another one sent through to me last night, actually, from uh, Joey, a recent guest on the show, Joey. And it's actually a really fun one. So I'm, I think I'm going to use that for my next one because um, the way his mind works is just amazing, I think. So, yeah, it'll be a quiz you're not expecting or, or you're not planning for. Um, yeah. Any, anything you want to say? Any shout outs or anything before we go? I think I think we've done well at just football unplanned. Um, I think it's yeah. gone quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I agree. We talked well. Yeah, talked extensively, and just, we still still going to quiz as well. I was <laughs> going to say it's a shame because we weren't going to do a quiz initially, and so it's more a shame on my part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is, yeah, if you are listening and you are a fan of any football club. Um, I said, especially if you're overseas, we want to we want to hear from you. Get in touch if you if you want to be on the show. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to speak to you. I think the socials are said at the end, aren't they? But I'll, I'll say them again now, just in case. Um, so you can get hold of us. Email is justfootballpod at gmail and we are on Twitter at justfootballpod. Yeah, just drop us a text, say hi. If there's anything you want to talk about on any of the subjects we've discussed. So what did we discuss? We discussed qualifying for tournaments, transfers. Um, and if you knew that Castori made kits like I didn't um, <laughs> and and how Dan knew that nugget of information. Um, yeah, drop us, <laughs> drop us a tweet just to, to comment on anything we've said. And we will see you next week.